Well, welcome back to Balancing Act. This is uh, Sam McEwen and my good friend and cohort, um, Linda Wilson. How are you doing today, Linda? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing, Sam? I'm better than I should be, better than is yes. expected. But today we're <laughs> going to talk about uh, bal the balancing act between uh, time and, and money and life. And these are things that are, are important to all of us. So, Linda, where do you think we should start when we're talking about the balancing act with money? Oh my gosh. Um, two places. Um, we talked about giving. Yes. And there's so many reasons why that is so important to be willing to give. And it doesn't have to be massive amounts right. of money. Um, you, you give what you can, what, you know, I know you, um, you're a pastor and you work with your church a lot. How do you guys approach the giving aspect. <laughs> well, funny you should ask. Every time I get up to preach, um, I usually start by saying something to do with money because everybody looks at me as okay, he's the money guy. So if 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 pastor wants to do a uh, tithing lesson, that's me. I also teach Financial Peace University, which is a Dave Ramsey course. Then I do some coaching at the church. So I approach it. Um, probably a little bit differently from some pastors. And I have some who are like, man, they are straight down the line with what the scripture says about tithing. I think I can't, I can't be that, that much of a religious spirit when it comes to, to um, tithing and giving. So I approach it this way. <clears throat> I, will, I will tell the church what the Bible says, but here's the thing. It's all personal. It's all personal. So are you giving time? Are you giving money? Are you giving, you know, are you giving a tenth of your talent? Um, and, and that may not necessarily be time. Um, maybe, maybe you are great at digital marketing. Maybe you're great at um, uh, mowing lawns. I and mean, we have a guy at church that he has a, a, a lawn care business. So what's one of his talents that he gives? He comes and does the lawns. Okay. And so anyway, those are some of the things that we ha we have to keep in mind. What are your talents and what are you giving? When it comes to actually like finances and money side of it, uh, in the church setting, that's all between you and God. And my personal opinion is that um, when I'm told by a senior pastor that he or she looks at who gives and you know whether or not they're tithing, my direct response to that is, then you will never know whether I'm tithing or not. So there's several different ways you can give at a church, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, so I don't, I don't think it's anybody's business, but mine and God's. Okay. So on, on to the, the coaching side of it, mm -hmm. I have this thing I call wealth Wednesday. Now I kind of hijack this idea. Um, and I'll give the gentleman credit Ray Hignan with rank makers. Ray Hignan is a, trainer uh, for multi-level marketers, and he has a very ethical way of training. He's partnered with uh, some of the greats in, in other industries. Matter of fact, he just did a, a deal down in Orlando with John Maxwell um, right after Maxwell's international convention. And then he did, uh, Ray and John did a deal together down there. And so Ray is, uh, he's very energetic and he has some really good ideas, but he came up with this Wealth Wednesday thing. Here's the thing. If you struggle with finances, 
And you say, when I have more money, I will give. I think that creates a vacuum, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is one-way street. And if you can't find a way to give something, how can you expect to receive that which you're trying to speak out into the universe? And, you know, we talked about this a little while ago, too. Do you want to give your, your opinion on that? You know, um, the universe supports a vacuum. So yes. whether you're giving of your, your time, you're giving of money, you're giving mm -hmm. of your talent, the more you give, the more welcome you make it to receive. Yes. And I think people get that backwards. You don't wait till you have to give because then that's not, that's not the intent. Right. And when you think about it, um, I mean, we saw it during the pandemic. Um, my roommate and I um, became a kind of a drop-off point. Um, people were um, donating supplies and money for the reservation in Arizona when they found out that they were so decimated by COVID. And we had someone that could could get that those items down there. And so what started with like porch drop off turned into my garage. Oh, wow. And this went on for like 18 months. I mean, we were filling at least half my garage, if not the whole garage oh, wow. with, with supplies. Mm -hmm. And they would come pick them up whenever they could, when they were making a trip down and people weren't working. They didn't know if they were going to be paid for working. Right. And they were bringing in supplies like uh, we had some families, you know, that they were getting like the food stamps or whatever they call it now. And they had extra. So mm. they, she said, we don't use a, the whole amount all the time right now because my, you know, the family member wasn't there. So they would come donate their supplies. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and we had people donating money that I know didn't have the money to donate, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about, opening your right. heart and doing it with the intent that you are giving, not that you are, I'm doing this so I get back. Right, right, It's right, very right. intentional and the mindset right. really has to be correct. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you say that. You know, there's a whole a whole, a whole uh, industry out there of, of, I'll call them pastors loosely, that say, send me a thousand dollars and God will multiply that 10 times. No, that's not what the scripture says. That's you are perverting it. Right. And there's a whole industry out there. There's a whole bunch of them. And one guy who a year or so ago uh, told his followers that God told him he needed a bigger plane. Well, fly on a commercial airline, you know, give me that, you know, anyway, <laughs> but um, I, 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 yeah, I have, a, I have that I have an issue with. Right. Yeah. Now, if you've earned the income and you want to fly private, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't take it out on people that give out of their hearts, right? Give to a ministry. Anyway, um, my Wealth Wednesday idea uh, from Ray Higdon is just this. Um, it, it, it is a financial, tra uh, financial transaction anonymously for which there is no possibility of return to you. 
-hmm. Now it can be a quarter. It can be, you know, uh, the, the movement started here a while ago where, you know, people will go through the, the drive through windows and say, Hey, I'll buy the people's lunch behind me. And then, mm -hmm. you know, and then some people pass it on and, and Michael Jr. Uh, he was, uh, he's a, uh, faith-based comedian and he and he was going through the line and and the guy in front of him bought his his meal well his meal was like a cup of coffee and uh he said thank you and the drive through person said well you know aren't you going to pass it on and he says you know what i would have only had to pay for a cup of coffee but there's like six kids in that car behind me and i'm not paying that much and so <laughs> You know, so there has to be, um, and that was that was meant as a joke, but right, um, right, but yeah, but but there has to be that you cannot expect uh, a return. So, and, and I've I've heard all sorts of ideas and things like that. My favorite one thing that I started to do when I do this, so I do it on Cult Wealth Wednesday because the W's and the W's go together. Mm -hmm. It's the middle of the week. It's something to think about, right? And. I like to, my local grocery store has gift cards that I can put $5 on and I will do four or five of them. You know, it depends on what the week looks like and, but anywhere from, from 10 to $20, $25 max. And I'll have the clerk ring those up and then I'll give them back to the clerk and say, Hey, give these to somebody who you think needs them. And so there's a double uh, blessing there, right? The clerk is almost all of them are like, really? And does it matter? No, doesn't matter. And somebody said, a cynical person said to me, well, what if the clerk keeps them? Well, then maybe he or she needed them. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter. It was still done anonymously. It went to somebody who needed it. And if there is a miserly person out there that kept them, that's not on me. Nope because there's no expectation of return. Now, if I had done that expecting something back, whole different story. That's not giving. That's not giving. You know? That's and putting so, conditions. Yes, yeah, yeah. And it's very conditional. And there's, you know, I can, I can go through a ton of um, theological discussions on money. Uh, like I said, when I get up in front of, uh, it's become a joke at church, right? Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. We were doing something. We did a panel discussion and, and something like that uh, a couple of weeks ago. And and as soon as it got to me, um, I said, well, I'm not talking about money today. And, you know, and everybody laughed. And so it just uh, it, it become it becomes funny. But the part of our problem, especially in in today's society, is that we have a horrible mindset about money, which, yeah, you know, you one of the biggest perverted things about money has to do with evil. You remember probably you were probably told it growing up. I heard yeah. it. Yeah. Money is the root of all evil. No, yes. the love of money. Yes. is the root of all evil. And think about all of the things you probably grew up with. Money doesn't grow on trees. Mm -hmm. Um, all the different things that make it sound like money is scarce and is not welcome. Now, think about you. Do you go where you're not welcome? Right. Right. Do you go do you go to a place where you feel ostracized and nope. belittled? Yeah. At my age, not at no, not anymore. Yeah. So why would money come to you if in your even though 
you're you're working really hard on yourself and you're you're telling yourself that money is welcome if you still have those voices saying those things about money and it makes a difference to you how you respond with money yes you're not making money welcome no no exactly and that's hard for some folks to wrap their brain around and it it's it it goes back to um we should we should invite Michelle Caprio on and oh, yes. ask her about her I am statements around money. I haven't read them, but I'm sure they're pretty good, right? They're beautiful. And yes. The, the the thing is, is that you're absolutely right. If we expect to manifest money through our efforts, through our work, through our um our talents and our time, then we have to be able to accept the money. We have to be able to be ready to do the good that that money um, is for. And it's not all about taking care of us. It's not all about to even taking care of our families. It's about what does the universe want us to do when we get to a point of unlimited wealth? You know, there's a finite uh, amount of money in the world, but I believe, I truly believe that uh, if you're listening to this, I believe that God wants you rich. Um, and if you stop and think about, you know, we have some uh, wonderful people in the empowered living community mm -hmm. and what they do with their finances is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. And my, I always think about, boy, if that, even just the smaller ambassador community, if we all were in a position where money was not an issue, how much, charity and goodwill would be done just a you phenomenal know, amount it is it is and the important thing about that is it's important that it's unconditional yes and it's important that we if we don't feel we can effectively do it alone do it with a group yes um And I know a lot of people are like, well, why does everybody donate their stuff overseas? Well, money goes a lot. Our money goes a lot farther overseas yes. than it does here, which is mm -hmm. why you see that happen a lot. But even to give locally, yeah. to give to your, you know, give to your local food bank. Yes. Give to your, yes. Give to your local, um, you know, we've got um, fundraisers will start coming up now um, for the end of the year. Um it doesn't have to be a lot. No, no. And, you know, I occasionally give give money to, you know, if I'm at the, the light and they've got time to get down to me, I'll give them money. And a friend of mine once asked me, why do you do that? They're, they're probably just going to go drink it. I said, that's not for me to decide. Right, right, right. Um, I give them this amount of money and I just want them to know that they're seen. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That they're a human being, I see them, I value right. them, and you know, maybe they'll walk over to McDonald's and get something to eat. Yep, yep. Maybe they'll take it home and pull in for something that they need more money for. Right, right. Yeah, I <coughs> I have this this when I see somebody who is um, you know standing on the street corner with their sign, they're looking for money and things like that. I use I use a tug at the heart. If I have a tug at my heart and I've got the cash in my pocket, I will give. 
and and I believe that that's a you know that still small voice that uh, you know our mentor talks about. Uh, you know Paul Martinelli talks about. You know if you get those um, uh, those nudges, those nudges, you're fully resourced to do whatever it is you're nudged to do. So, and you know when it comes to the money, it's almost about I have five dollars. Well, I'll give the five dollars away. You know it's like <laughs> so. <laughs> it's one of those. Um, it matters <clears throat> how you it think about matter. money matters, and there's there's so many things that we need to to bring into focus when it comes to our money. You know, I talk a lot uh, uh, to my clients about budgeting, but once I get them on on a budget and where they're managing their debt, and that's another thing that people you know is very very critical when it comes to uh, mindset and money is that you have to manage your debt. I don't I don't know about you, Linda, but my parents never talked to me about debt, never talked to me. Here, here's the thing I remember about debt. We had a 59 Chrysler New Yorker. OK, this was a boat, you know, it was a boat on wheels. Well, it quit. It, it wouldn't start. Then the electric everything on it was electric. And in a 59, right, it had electric windows and all that kind of stuff, electric seats. And um, I think the seats were electric. I don't know. I know the windows were. And it quit working. And my dad started working on it. He's an electrician, but he's not an automotive electrician. And it turned out that the, I don't. I, I, in the long run, I think the generator brushes were bad or whatever. Anyway, they were going to be without a car. And mom was working the other side of town. Now, my dad always took the bus because it was the bus stop was a half a block away. He could walk up, jump on the bus and it would drop him off right in front of the shipyard, right where he was working. And so it didn't matter to him. We didn't have a car, but there were a bunch of kids that needed to be hauled and mom had to go to work and stuff like that. So I remember them talking about financing uh, a car. And as soon as I came, I, I overheard it. As soon as I came in the room, they stopped talking about it. Yeah. You know, um, so I didn't get anything like that. And I don't know if they had credit to this day. I don't know if they had credit cards. Um, I would imagine they're, you know, when they got a little bit older, they did. But I do know that um, if they didn't pay, if they couldn't pay cash for it, they didn't want to, you know, they didn't want to borrow money. I think a car is the only thing they borrow, ever borrow money on. But, you know, we have to know how to manage the debt, you know, and so many people are, are, well, I probably get in trouble for this one, but they're illiterate when it comes to money. Yeah. You know, um, and and our educational system doesn't address it. No, no. You get accounting classes and bookkeeping classes, but there's still there's no classes that tell you how to balance your checkbook, what a checkbook is for or. And now that, you know, you balance your checkbook, but you don't necessarily write checks. You're just keeping track. Right. And I remember realizing that they don't even teach you like about a credit card. Just because you have the card doesn't mean, I mean, you have to pay it back. It's yeah. not an unlimited yeah. source of money. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's, and, and that's the and thing. That's how, how young people get in trouble. Yeah, it is. It is. It's funny, Florida just passed a law here last year, and I can't remember if it's 2024 graduates or 2025. I don't remember. I have to double check. But they have to take a basic financial literacy class. Now, 
the state has certain requirements, but here, here's the sad part. They passed the law, but then the legislature did not budget funds for the school districts. And they told the school districts, you have to figure out how to pay for it, right? And I don't know, it's like a half a credit or something like that, but it's supposed to cover, uh, like you said, balancing a, um, a checkbook, um, proper use of credit, just basic financial yeah. education. But here's the thing, organizations like Dave Ramsey, they have a complete program. Well, Dave Ramsey's going to come at you with no debt. He's going to come at you if you if you don't have cash, you know, don't uh, don't buy it. He's going to teach you budgeting, going to teach you all those things. The banks also have a program now, and it's going to come at you with, yes, you should have a budget. But you can always borrow from the bank if you know this is what you do when you borrow for a house. And this is why you take out second mortgages. And this is why, you know, the best thing to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then I heard just recently that I, I think it's City. I don't know. One of the large credit card companies has put together a program that they want to take into the schools. Now, all of them have been approved uh, by the state. But where where is a credit card company going to come from? Get that credit card. And they'll tell you, yeah, I you know, you say, get it, pay it off. Who's managing? It needs to be one thing that covers all the different parts. It does. And the, and the effects of what happens if you use too much, what it does to your credit score and why your credit score is important. So. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's interesting when it comes to who's going to manage it. So, yeah. well, Linda, I see we're just about out of time. I was going to say, we could talk for hours on this. I know, we could talk forever <laughs> about money. Um, so um, thank you for listening to Balancing Act, uh, Time, Money, and Life Balance. We really, really appreciate you listening. We appreciate um, our mentors, uh, Paul Martinelli, uh, Andy Hall, Rick Ruperto, who've worked with us. Yes. and uh, and the empowered living community and if you are interested in learning more about us and Oops. learning more about uh, managing your money and things like that schedule a strategy session if you need some mindset help not necessarily about money schedule a yeah. strategy session with with us and we'll be more than happy to happy to help you and those sessions are complimentary Thanks for listening today. This has been Sam McEwen and Linda Wilson. Thanks, everybody. Have a great one. Have a great one. Bye-bye.